everyone. Welcome back to the Well Then podcast, a show where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. My guest today is somebody who's very special to me, Katrina Wright, also known as College Clean Eating on Instagram. She is not only one of my favorite people in the fitness industry, but one of my favorite people in general. She is a 24-year-old food science graduate from Virginia Tech and a certified health coach through IIN. She works with Create You Nutrition and runs an online fitness membership called The Daily Sculpt to bring holistic health and fitness to women at an affordable price. Her passion for helping people runs deep, and I am so excited for all of you to hear more of her story today. Hey, Katrina, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. I am so, so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to this conversation. You have no idea. I'm so excited for more people to, to hear your story and to dive deeper into who you are because you're such a phenomenal person. And like I said, I'm so glad to have oh. you. So I'm super excited about this. I am too. I'm, I mean, we, we do great together. So this, this should be fun. <laughs> Such a natural chemistry. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to just dive right in kind of from the beginning um, and have you talk about what inspired you to get started on your fitness journey in the first place and how old were you at that time? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've really, I mean, I'll just go all the way to the end. So, I mean, the, the beginning, it's not the end yet of <laughs> the beginning. So I've really had a passion for actually, this is a, one of my favorite stories. I was at a, a McDonald's with my grandmother when I was about six or seven. And she, I remember her looking at me and she goes, Katrina, don't eat this food all the time. It's not good for you. And, you know, she's German. So she tried, she tried to tell me, you know, as best she could. And I remember like that sticking with me because I was like, what do you mean? I looked up to her so much. I loved her so much. And I was like, okay, like sh there's something here. And since then, I kind of just developed this passion for health and nutrition. And um, in high school, I played sports. Um, it always transferred, like it always transferred over that way into fitness. Um, and then I actually was playing lacrosse and field hockey in, in high school. I've always been big into sports ever since I was a kid um, and just health in general. And I had my first concussion um, sophomore year of high school. Then it was two months later or a month later, I had my second. And then I had my third a month after that. So I had four, four or five in that year um, alone. So my sophomore year of high school um, completely took me out of sports. I was diagnosed with post-concussion syndrome, um, concu uh, yeah, post-concussion syndrome, depression, anxiety. I had dealt with suicidal thoughts during that time. Um, so that kind of took me in it took me out of what I wanted to do. So when I was in high school, I played lacrosse and my goal actually was to play lacrosse in college. I absolutely loved it. Um, I made varsity as a freshman and it was, that was my thing. I was already getting all team records as a freshman. I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, and it kind of broke that dream right there because I was allowed to do contact sports. I couldn't even run without getting a migraine. Um, so yeah. And then life life took its turn and i wait hold on megan my cat is playing with this toy <laughs> i, totally I like need that. to put it away because it's so loud <laughs> i was like which one of the cats is that <laughs> it's loose obviously oh um God. let me just put this toy away. okay no worries take your time
where should I go back to? Okay, so it's up to you. I can either ask the question again and you can start from the top or you can just pick up from like, you weren't allowed to do contact sports. Um, I guess I'll just start from the top. Cause I'm, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, that's better. Okay, do you want me to ask it again or do you want to just dive in? Yeah, you can ask it. Okay, perfect. All right, let me know when you're ready. All right, I'm ready. Okay. So I would love to just start from the beginning here and dive right in um, and have you talk about what inspired you to start your fitness and your wellness journey in the first place and, and how old were you at that time? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I always like, every time I tell the story, I always like going all the way back to the beginning, a moment in my life where it just really hit me and has stuck with me. Um, I was at a McDonald's with my, my grandmother and I call her my own mush, she's German, and we were sitting there and she goes, Katrina, this food isn't healthy for you. Don't eat this every day. Like you need quality food, fruits, vegetables, all of that. And I was six years old. And I remember just looking at her like, what? Like all my friends eat here. All the, everyone eats here. Like, what do you mean? It's not good for you. And that kind of just stuck with me since I was a little kid. I'll always remember. I just love her so much. Um, and since then I just had a passion for understanding, you know, quality food, nutrition, and getting into just health and fitness in general. So I've always played sports as a kid. Um, I was super into lacrosse. That was, that was my sport. Um, my dream was to play lacrosse in the college. Um, so I played made varsity as a freshman, the whole thing, started making records my freshman year. And then sophomore year, I played field hockey. And I had my first concussion, um, actually from a tubing accident, um, water tubing. My second concussion was field hockey. My third was lacrosse all in that year. And I had another one that year as well. So four concussions in that year alone, my sophomore year of high school. And I actually, I had post-concussion syndrome, terrible migraines, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, the whole nine yards. So I actually was homeschooled, um, started homeschooling my junior year um, after I just, I really couldn't function. There was a moment of time where I was not getting out of bed. I was a completely different human being. It was so, so sad. Um, and yeah, so let's then let's get into that so basically um let's see senior year of high school I actually was unsure if I was going to make it to college or go to college or not um I was still dealing with really bad migraines not getting out of bed very well my mental health was terrible at that point and um my parents were like you know you should take a year just stay at home and this is when I started getting into my fitness journey because at this time I was unable to even go on runs without my head throbbing. I could barely do anything. I was so used to being active in a cardiovascular way. Um, did a lot of running. I was, did cross country as well. Um, so my lifestyle completely, completely changed. And obviously that has a huge uh, factor on your mental health. But um, so I just remember looking in the mirror going into this, this was applying for colleges. And I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I can't be sitting in my bed, letting this, letting concu this concussion, um, post-concussion syndrome, my mental health, like completely derail my life and what I want. Um, so that's when I started getting into just like fitness classes. I did yoga because I basically, I was out of contact sports and I was like, what can I do? What can I do to help myself? So that's when I started getting into that. Um, really got into nutrition and told myself, you know, I'm going to apply to college. I, I applied at Virginia Tech um, as a food science major. I knew I wanted to get into 
health and nutrition. I wanted to help others going through the same thing, developing healthy food products, affordable food products, um, which we can get into that. But um, yeah, and then going into college, um, was still dealing with various health issues, didn't really get into weight training and fitness as I am now, um, but just still did like fit. Oh my God, Megan, do you hear all this in the background? Uh, that was, I heard that, but I didn't, I haven't heard anything else. That was my cat getting a piece of popcorn out of the sink. <laughs> I like, oh I, I'll, I'll go outside. Actually, that's probably louder. But that should be fine. I don't know. I, where was I at? Um, so you were talking about when you got into weight training. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to pick it up from there? Or um, let's see. Yeah. You, you can just pick it up from like you said. It, you were about to say you didn't get into weight training until yeah. later okay. in college. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, go for it. So I didn't get into weight training until a little later in college. Um, going to college was still dealing with post-concussion, and I kind of just did fitness classes here and there. I did a lot of dorm workouts, um, and that was pretty much all I did was at-home dorm workouts my freshman and sophomore year. And then I actually went through – I had a boyfriend for – we were dating four years at this time, so high school sweetheart kind of thing. Um, we went through a breakup my sophomore year, and – that kind of set the tone um, for me because I remember looking into the mirror. It was the breakup where I didn't want to eat, wasn't eating at all, um, was still dealing with health issues at this time too. So I felt like everything was controlling my life. Um, and I was letting all these outside factors, so this relationship, my health issues. I remember walking into the mirror again, same like as I did in college, I mean high school. But this time I walked into my bathroom my sophomore year and I was so skinny. Um, I lost so much weight from that breakup and just um, I had a condition called IC, which is called interstitial cystitis that I was diagnosed with that year. Um, so I was diagnosed with that. And I remember just looking in the mirror and feeling so weak and so, so defeated. And I looked back and I was like, this is, this is it. This is like the time. I just remember it being such a breakthrough moment. I was crying to myself in the mirror saying, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not being oh, the weakest version of myself. Like I'm going to build myself to be the best I can be. And that day I remember going to the apartment gym and I started getting more into weight training. I had a food account at that time because I was so into healthy um, eating, college clean eating. <laughs> That's when it started. Um, and I it started a little bit before the breakup, but um, yeah, so I started posting fitness stuff on there. I followed a lot of fitness girls at that time um, who were doing weight training. And I was like, oh, you know, that, you know, they're really building the strongest version of themselves and they look absolutely incredible. So that's the moment I got into weight training um, literally that summer and I took it super seriously. And here I am. <laughs> So, I mean, your journey is, is so inspiring because I know how much you have been through and we'll definitely have to dive more into the post-concussive syndrome and how yeah. those mental health symptoms like impact your, your wellness journey and your life in general. Cause I know that we share a lot in common there. Um, yep. but I have to admit, I did a ton of social media stalking of you <laughs> a few days ago. <laughs> so I was like, I want to go far back and see like, you know, how, who she was when she kind of started this journey. And yeah. I saw that you posted, um, you posted a photo talking about how you, um, you were just sick of not feeling strong. 
Mm -hmm. And I think that's the way that you worded it. And just like you shared now, like you just, you didn't want to be this version of yourself that didn't feel strong, that didn't feel empowered, um, that didn't feel like you were, you know, in the driver's seat of your life. And oh, yeah. I think that it's so empowering that in that place you turned to fitness and wellness to make yourself feel stronger. And, um, and you've grown obviously so much as a person since that moment. Um, but I would love to have you like dive in into that a little bit more because something you and I were talking about yesterday on our live stream was that like people often start this journey of fitness out of a place of self-hate and like wanting yeah. to change something about themselves. So what was that like for you in the beginning? Do you feel like it was more empowered coming from a place of like self-love and wanting to make yourself stronger or from like judgment of yourself? And if so, when did that shift? Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of emotions. So for me, I mean, I had feelings of I was the cause of the end of a relationship. Um, I let myself get to this bad place. So a lot of just self-hatred feelings came along with it. And then, of course, looking into the mirror and seeing this version of yourself that you didn't even know or recognize or you were disgusted with. But honestly, the moment it turned for me, it didn't so much come out of a state I guess right when I, I mean, it didn't really come out of a state for me of self-hatred so much when I turned to fitness and health in general, it came out of more of a place like I need to give myself love. I need to show myself love that I've just been begging for in so many other places of my life. Um, and I, I want to be the one to do that for myself and, you know, really create the strongest version of myself. And that's when it, that's when it, everything switched for me. And that's, again, that's what we talked about, how it's so important when you start, it just transpires to everything in your life. When you actually turn from a place of this isn't because I, I'm not going to work out because I absolutely hate myself. I'm not going to, right. you know, do, do all these things. That I absolutely hate myself. I mean, it's, that's never going to work. It's more of a factor of like, it sticks with you and it's sustainable. If it's coming out of a place of like, I just want to be internally happy with the person I let looking back at me. It wasn't even so much a physical aspect for me, even though I was really unhappy with how I looked skinny wise. Um, but, um, it was more so for me, just, I was like, I want to look back and actually be happy because yeah. I'm at that place. I was in such a dark spot, um, which we can definitely talk about because I've been to, you know, in person, I actually, that the week after that, I, I submitted myself to the hospital for, uh, in per or I did, you know, in-person therapy kind of where you're in there for like eight hours a day and you just go through therapy through therapy, group training. Um, I also did an overnight one at a hospital when I was dealing with suicidal thoughts my senior year of college. So, um, definitely want to open the room for that. Um, because I don't think that's talked about at all. Um, people who are willing to, you know, actually say I'm struggling and I need to go somewhere. I need help. Um, especially when you're in such a scary place mentally and you can relate to, but, um, in high school with concussions for me that I've never felt a scarier, darker place in my life. Yeah. And it's, I mean, thankfully the, the discussion is being opened up a little bit more on social media. People are talking oh, yeah. about mental health, especially as it relates to anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. But the conversations still aren't being had as far as like those really dark places, like when you are having those suicidal thoughts and when you're at a place where it's emergent and you need, yeah. you need help. I think I it's think a little darker than anxiety. Um, so I think that's why people are scared. You know, for me, even that's hard for me. I remember posting about it um, during that time and I was 
my mom was even like, are you sure you want to say that? Like, will people look at you differently? And you have to think that way when, you know, I, I went, I was submitted to a hospital for suicide, you know? And like people are, you, you start to get all these thoughts, like are people going to think I'm crazy or people going to think whatever. But it, again, like it's, it's should be, I wish I, that's why I'm happy. I'm opening up and talking about it because that was a real thing and real people struggle with it. And the people I met there, so I met many girls who were going through the same thing in the program that I went through or in or were hospitalized that were the most beautiful, beautiful souls. And I still have notes actually from one girl I met there that I read almost every time I'm in a dark place that she wrote me while I was there. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is so important because there is so much stigma and shame surrounding these kinds of conversations but the more that people um, open up and start to talk about them especially people with platforms the more yeah. that it normalizes people getting help and knowing that it's okay to seek support and it's it's good to seek support and that we're not meant to do it all on our own by ourselves yeah. all the time um, how do you feel like struggling with post-concussive syndrome impacted um, your ability to, to take care of yourself when it comes to health and wellness. I know you mentioned like there'd be, yeah, there's like times where like you can't get out of bed, like That's let alone one. go, you know, push yourself in the gym. So how did yeah. that play out for you? Or was fitness kind of like the tool that you used to get yourself yeah. out of those dark places? Yeah. So I, I mean, I am not exaggerating when there was, so it came to the point where I, my migraines were too bad. I had, was, had such a hard time focusing. Um, and I just became, a, it was almost like I was a different person. I felt like a zombie walking around yeah. um, all the time. And that's when it switched um, for my family and I to make the decision to homeschool. And I just couldn't do, and I also, <laughs> I kept getting hit in the hallways and in in, on my head. And my mom oh, was like, no. that's it. You're not going to be there anymore. Um, but not exaggerating where I was at that point where I was not getting out of bed. Like when people yeah. say, write that, like I literally did not get out of bed. I kept my like blind shut and everything was dark in my room because it helped my migraines. And it was such a scary time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it affected relationships. It affected relationships with my family. Um, and again, I went from being a super active person to absolutely nothing. Um, but I really, and he actually, this is, this is what it wasn't actually fitness during this time because I had a hard time, um, doing anything without getting a migraine. So if I went on a run or a walk, even I got really bad migraines and I remember laying in bed and being like, what can I do? Like, how can I get out of this? I, I can't do this anymore. It was just being in the worst place mentally. And I actually found, um, I don't know if you've heard of key club before. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. So it's pretty much like a, it's pretty much in most high schools. They have them in college as well, but it's just a volunteer organization. Um, they do a lot of community stuff um, and just giving back is their biggest purpose. And I was in Girl Scouts at the time as well. So I've always been into that, but I, so I still was allowed, even though I was homeschooled to do clubs at my high school, because um, it was homeschooling through Fairfax County. So the county that I was, I'm going to school in. So I remember looking up different clubs because I couldn't really get into fitness too much. Um, and that was one of them. And I joined and I went to the after school programs. My mom would take me um, for as long as I could go. And I started doing, you know, community, community work. Um, I started volunteering at an old person or an 
old home, or I don't know how you would say it appropriately, <laughs> but you know, um, with actually disabled um, um, people and uh, Alzheimer's, et cetera. And I did that and we did dances, we did Halloween nights, bingo, all that stuff. And that's actually the light that gave me because I was like, you know, uh, fitness is not right here, isn't something I can do, but what is something I can give myself light is giving back, helping other people even during this time. Um, and again, health and nutrition was huge for me too. So um, during that time, that's when I became in love and found love for healing through food um, because that's what saved me um, really. And yeah, so it was really community outwork reach and I actually became a board member for that club my senior year. And yeah, that's, that's what turned my life around really was understanding the other beautiful things in life when you're, people become so focused and this is the same with a relationship or, you know, for me, it was lacrosse. They come so focused on something that when it's taken away, it's like the end of the world. I thought like yeah. my life was over and, you know, all these things. And I was like, there's, wait, there's other things out here for me and the other beautiful things. So. Yeah. And I love that you share that too, because um, especially, you know, at a young age, it's so easy for people to over identify with their, with their physical body, especially if you grew up playing yeah. sports. And so when you get to that, that first time in your life where all of a sudden you can't do all the things you're used to doing, it's this, you have this existential crisis of who am I if I'm not my body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, true. And it's so beautiful that you came to the conclusion like that you're so much more than that. And once you start looking outside of yourself and helping other people and seeing that there's so much more to life and, and to who you are than just being able to be active in the way that you were used to, that's such a crucial part of the healing journey. And I experienced that a lot myself in the beginning too, when I wasn't able to work out um, or train like I used to, you, you, you're forced to confront like, okay, well, well, who am I? And like, what matters to me beyond mm -hmm. these things that I had placed so much importance on before? Oh yeah. So, okay. So at that point, um, did you decide that you wanted to major in food sciences before you even went to college or was that a decision you made once you got there? So I actually, <laughs> I was, you know, everyone is probably in the same boat in high school. You're like, what the heck am I going to do? Um, I've, I actually was super into, into environmental um, science, and then I also wanted to do neurology and neuroscience because of my concussion background. Mm. Um, and so I was in Girl Scouts, and I had to do a gold award, and I've always loved cooking and healthy eating and nutrition. And I was like, what's something I can do for this? I don't know if you know what the gold award is, but it's kind of like the Eagle Scout for Boy Scouts. Okay, um, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so pretty much you have to do like 200, 200 hours of work. You have to come up with this huge program. And so I ended up running a healthy eating camp for um, a homeless shelter in my area. So I did like affordable eating and then I ran one for just kids at my local elementary school. And after that, I knew I just, I, I ran that and it was the most beautiful, beautiful experience. And I knew that I wanted to help. Um, and we've talked, we've definitely had this conversation, but I knew I wanted to help people in low income areas, um, especially food desert areas, et cetera. And just, just, population in general with just encouraging more of a healthy lifestyle and and really I wanted to get into developing my own food products so food science is not just nutrition so it's very different from a normal like nutrition dietetics major it actually goes into product development packaging 
um, food safety, quality assurance. So it goes into food industry. So it's much different than just a nutrition dietetics major because I get a lot of questions about it um, on what the major entails. And it's really just about industry itself. Um, like more the production side of things. Yep, yep. And so that's what, I, that's what I wanted to get into. And there was only one school in Virginia that had that major because typically it's land-grant universities that have that major. And so I went to Virginia Tech. I decided before I, before I went. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I know we talked a lot, um, yes, uh, recently about, you know, wanting to, to help people in, in food deserts and people who don't necessarily have access to healthy food. Um, can you explain for people who are listening, if they're not sure, uh, what a food desert is, first of all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much a food desert, I mean, Basically, bottom line is a food desert is an area where they have very, very limited access or no access to healthy, fresh produce. Um, And just the options itself as in regards to just, um, I forget, how how would I explain it? Um, Just, how would you explain it, Megan? Options to like more nutrient-rich foods rather than overly processed packaged that are nutrient deficient to put it lightly (laughs) (laughs) a lot of them are honestly just crap for you (laughs) (laughs) so I actually worked in a food desert um in southern Virginia um what wouldn't be clarified as top foods it's pretty much I, I would say so um and that's pretty much where that passion stemmed from where they had I mean I the only place you could get a healthy option was Chick-fil-A I believe um that was pretty much it grocery stores even it was very hard to find they didn't have a natural food section at all none of that um located to them and even when you just walk into at my work what everyone bring for lunch you could you could see it right away um no education very lot no there's very very minimal lack of fresh produce i used to have to drive an hour to have to go to the grocery store to find things if i wanted um just healthier options in general, um, especially, like you said, nutrient-dense options. So do you have any tips or kind of recommendation for people who live in either food deserts, true true food deserts, or just places where it's a lot harder to access healthy options? Like, what are some some resources people can use and tips and tricks um, to get oh, yeah. more nutrition into their diet? Yeah, I mean, I, I was right there. I was right there with them. Um, yeah. That, sum, that summer was hard. Um, actually, you know what? I mean, I'm not big at promoting Amazon because they kind of are taking over every every small company in this country. But the amount of options that Amazon has in regards to just health and nutrition supplements and even produce now with Amazon Marketplace is crazy. And now they're partnered with Whole Foods as well. Um, so obviously that's an option. Do you also know of that? What is that company that does like a very inexpensive market online. I'm trying to remember the name of the company. They, they do what now? It's like a very, inex, it's like a low cost, affordable um, uh, website online where you can get pretty much any products, but it's not labeled. So it's all just oh, like- Oh, the brandless? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I the name of it though. I do too. I want to say it's something like brandless or- Yeah, I used to do that all the time. Um, okay. And I would go to, what I would do is I would go to local farmer's markets I could find that were like 30, 40 minutes away even, which stunk. But um, yeah, that's how like bad the area I was in. Um, but typically it just, I just made it a priority more. And again, 
obviously your, the market, the grocery stores there had some produce, et cetera. Um, but for me, it was kind of going out of my way a little bit. Online resources, I went 30 minutes away to find different farmers markets locally. Um, so just local produce was the best option for me. Um, yeah. But some of these food deserts, there's not absolutely none of that. I mean, think about the Midwest. Right. Um, I was lucky in Virginia where farming was, you know, pretty near and dear, pretty close to any area that you're in. But I mean, if you're out in what, I know one of some of the biggest ones, well, I forget the, the top biggest uh, food desert location. Yeah, we should do a whole episode just on, on food deserts and creating um, options for uh, sustainable access to, to healthy food and dive into that more for people. It's, who- it's I mean, I struggled a lot. So yeah. that's, that's going to hit me because I was like, I, and I made it a priority for me. Um, if you're not making it a right. priority. Like you really went out of your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, another thing that you, you talk about a lot, especially on your account, college clean eating, since it did start as um, just a passion of yours as a college student who was interested in healthy eating um, mm-hmm. is how to, how to eat healthy on a budget. So mm-hmm. Can you share some of your favorite budget hacks for healthy eating? Yeah, I love budget hacks. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, number one, what I always used to do actually in college was I was always, always looked for kind of what's in season in that area. Um, And I kind of recommend that to anyone kind of understand what's in season um, for produce, et cetera, because that's going to be your, the best bang for your buck on buying, you know, what's actually in season and locally um, grown near you. Um, et cetera. But I pretty much bought all my vegetables and uh, definitely berries. I bought them frozen. Um, and then there you have a fresh source of vegetables, but typically picked and flash frozen then. Um, so you have still nutrient, high nutrient dense foods. Um, so typically I would buy lots of frozen veggies and it's so inexpensive. I mean, you can buy a bag of veggies for like 99 cents or even less than that. Um, I went to Walmart typically as well. And so one thing about Walmart, and I, I've gotten some hatred for posting about it sometimes um, because they don't promote kind of the same message as Whole Foods does. But for me, Walmart is bringing in organic options and they're trying to level up compared to you know their competitors. And that's important to me as in getting more of a access to people who can't go to Whole Foods and shop or don't have access to health store brands. I mean, where I lived, there was, oh my gosh, there was a Whole Foods like two hours away, you know? So the fact that Walmart, which is in most places, especially low income places, is bringing in organic options and they have a lot. I mean, I just found pasture raised eggs there for like $4. Um, And I know Trader Joe's has them for like $3.99, which is really awesome. Um, But that's really, really awesome to me. And they have a whole um, natural foods shelf typically. So I would definitely check out your local Walmarts because they have, I mean, they have maca powder, matcha powder, like all these things typically organic that are almost half the prices you would find them at a health food store, which is really cool. Um, So there's that. Um, I love for protein sources. I love, love canned tuna, sardines, great source of omega threes. Sardines are one of my favorite. Um, And then Let's see. And I always actually, if you can go to Costco, because I used to have my parents and <laughs> go to Costco when I was in college, you can get ridiculous like bags of rice for like $8 that will last you the whole semester. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I know a lot of people, yeah, if like if your parents don't have a membership or you don't know anybody who has one, um, just like go in on one with your friends and split the oh, cost. Oh, yeah. And it's, n- it's That's not what, that much. 
Yep. We didn't, unfortunately we didn't have one near my, my college, but um, when I moved here, my roommate and I did that and it's really not that much for the whole year. And you are, I mean, you'll save some good money, especially with grains. They even have a whole thing of mock. I, you, you, Megan, let me know to, to get some maca root powder. So I did um, at Costco, they have a massive thing of it. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's one of the things I love about Costco is um, over the years, probably similar to Walmart. I'm not as familiar, but like they've really, really stepped oh, up yeah. their game when it comes to health food products and organic. Oh, Costco's um, killing it. Oh yeah. That. They have amazing stuff. Produce too. Like if, if you mm -hmm. have a family and you consume a lot of produce, um, buying in bulk there can, can definitely save you a lot of money. And they have some really high quality oh, produce sure. depending on oh, for sure. the location. And I think people are scared because they're like, I'm not gonna be able to eat it all. Um, like, you know, because Costco comes in a really big portion, especially for produce, et cetera. But that's what the, freezers I was are the, for. Exactly. That was the best thing in college. I would just make huge things and I'd freeze it for the whole week. Um, yes. So that, oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate for for like batch cooking and batch buying things and then just oh, keeping yeah. it in the freezer. Because it also just makes it easier on those weeks where you're like, oh, I don't feel like grocery shopping or cooking. And yeah. you open your freezer and you've got it all there. You got it all there for sure. Yeah. Especially that's, I mean, that's the best too. When, I mean, going back to college, that was, that was the best because there's most, most of the time you do not want to make food at all because <laughs> no. you're stressed out, so busy. Right. Um, You've got so much on tired. your plate already. Yeah. So that's, and a lot that's of times awesome. in college, you don't necessarily have like a full kitchen available to you. Oh so no. Yeah. You have to get resourceful. Yeah. That's another topic is dorm room. Yeah. Um, dorm room cooking. Yeah, and that's pretty, again, that was pretty much for me, just, I did a lot of canned chicken, canned tuna. I had a microwave, so I could do sweet potatoes in my microwave, oatmeal, berries, so I kept pretty much all the non-perishables in my, in my dorm room. So I love that, you know, that's something that you have promoted for so long, because especially as somebody who, who struggled with um, mental health issues and anxiety and things like that, you spoke to the power of, of nutrition and the healing power of food to help you get through those things. And especially when you layer in being a college student and the stress of going to classes and balancing school yeah. and work and friends and all of that like sticking to filling your body with nourishing foods rather than the standard college diet can make such a big difference. Oh yeah. And I noticed uh, it like dramatically. Yeah. And I mean, it's amazing that you were able to notice those changes and stick to them um, because that's not the norm in college. Yeah, the norm yeah. is like late night pizza and all that stuff. So how did you deal with peers and friends not understanding Ooh, what you were doing? That like is such a good question. Of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that was honestly, that was one of my hardest or biggest struggles I had um, during my journey in college, which I did not expect. Yeah. I really had, I really didn't think I would have issues with people being judgmental or negative about it. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I, I was dealing with a lot of health issues. Again, when I went through a breakup, um, I was still dealing with really bad migraines. I actually had two concussions in college. Um, just, and I had one out of college too. So yeah, but, um, so I went like full just in on my diet, um, really got into fitness and health. I, I did a bikini competition in college, um, because I became really passionate about it. Um, and I 
the fact that I wasn't going out every single night and drinking and the fact that I was going to the gym when people were at the bar on ha- at happy hour at 5 p.m. Some nights on Fridays, you know, people would go out to, to the bars and I would just be there on a Friday night um, because I loved it. But the amount of, I guess, people would just talk behind my backs. I lost a lot of friends during that time because they were in that phase of party mode, party mode. And I actually brought it up to them. I was like, why aren't you guys inviting me places much anymore? And they were just like, you know, you don't go out much. Like you're just on a different wave, like all this stuff. And I was so shocked because I'm still a freaking bomb ass time when I'm sober. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) And number two, like, I feel like that I was just shocked that I did. It it wasn't like people were looking at me with, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. It was, it was like, what the heck is she doing? Like, you're not going to go out. You're not going to drink. If I went to a bar and I didn't have a alcoholic drink in my hand, the amount of, Oh, excuse my language. (laughs) The amount of crap crap I got for that. Um, or people being like, what the hell? Like you're not going to drink. And like people trying to pressure me to drink. I mean, it's a real thing to the point where I used to bring my BCAAs that I had in college (laughs) and I would just put it in water and it would look like I had a mixed drink, like vodka with with whatever, like blue lemonade or something. That's amazing. Um, But I did that because it got to, I was so annoyed with people keep asking me. Um, So that's what I did. And I mean, yeah, I definitely have, I definitely have a lot of stories. I remember one in particular that will always stick with me. So I started my fitness account during a time that it wasn't popular to. Right. Um, it was very out of the box. Instagram was pretty new because I started it food, uh, food and fitness and very out of the box to start something that wasn't just your personal account. Um, so I remember it being, I was in a sorority at the time and I remember it being a topic of like, what the heck is she doing? You know, that kind of thing. And so I remember just getting a little bit of, from girls at that time just starting it in general and I remember I went to a date function and this night I actually drank and I didn't drink in a while so I got a little a little drunk and in your in your sorority when something bad happens they send you this or you go against policy whatever I got a little too drunk so they sent me this thing called standards and I remember sitting outside of the room waiting to go in and they first questioned me on why I drink that much, et cetera. And I was like, oh gosh, I never drink. And then I went outside the room and I just remember all of them talking about my account and making funny of it, fun of it. And they're like, maybe she should focus on school instead of cooking stupid scrambled eggs. Like her account's so dumb. Like make just, oh my gosh, just bashing my whole account and just my lifestyle in general being like, I don't even know why she's at the gym. Doesn't even look that good. Stuff like that. Um, and I remember walking in and this was, this was kind of where my, my movement started for standing up and preaching, being authentically, authentically me on my account. It's because I remember walking in after that, they brought me in and I was like, you guys have no idea at, at all what I've been through, how much nutrition and how much the gym has helped me mentally. And there was a point where I didn't get out of bed for months. And the fact that I even can go to the gym every single day without a migraine and feel good about myself. And the fact that I'm healing myself with food is just the world to me. And it was kind of a lesson. I remember looking at all of them and being like, I would just highly recommend not ever. And that's, and that was also a lesson for me to never judge someone's 
for, you know, when you have no idea their path or their journey or what it's taken them to get there. So, yeah, I mean, I dealt with some baloney in college um, for my lifestyle and, you know, what I was doing. Yeah. And I mean, it's so amazing that you were able to take those experiences of people really just bullying you and creating yeah. so much um, judgment and shame around you making like healthy, empowered choices, you taking care of yourself like in the best way that you possibly could and out of their own personal insecurities or, or struggles, they're making it out to be something really negative. And the fact that you then took that and spread it into a more empowering, positive message um, on your platform and in your personal life, that's such a beautiful yeah. way to transform hate into love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was hard <laughs> at that time. Yeah. Oh, it's never to. I was like, oh, I was feeling a lot of emotions, but that's all I could do. And it was really just spreading also. I remember just spreading that aware. I mean, throughout my whole journey, I've dealt with that, especially from women. And I've talked about that on my account too, you know, just women empowering women and how important it is and how sad it is for others to tear us down. Um, there's been times I've been in the gym and I've taken mirror selfies and I've had women, I've had an older lady come up to me and yell at me in front of everyone calling me a slut. Um, I'll never forget that moment. And wow. I remember going up to her and again, that was another moment of like, but also a reflection for me to be like, I have no idea what this woman is going through and her insecurities. And I'm not, and this is also what you learn running a social media or having a social media account is what, what people reflect on you. And if you, I receive so many negative comments or mean yeah. DMs and it's like, that is never a reflection of myself no. ever. Always What's your strategy with them? Do you just not respond to them or do you try to respond in an empowering way or just kind of case by case basis? I actually had one today that um, was kind of, I posted a picture um, about how, you know, I woke up with pretty painful bloating um, and I wrote out things I loved about myself and I posted a picture of me in the mirror before all of that. And she kind of just wrote about how I'm not authentic and uh, what, what else did she say? Something about how like she, I look good and I, it's for attention, whatever, whatever she was saying. And I was like, there was a time in my life when I was 98 pounds in, co in college. This was a time when I was really strict into fitness and I wouldn't eat like a barely any, I wouldn't eat carbs in general because I, you know, every girl went through, I think went through that phase where they thought carbs were the devil. Um, and I just wrote back, you know, like there was a time in my life where I was 98 pounds in college. And if I saw this picture, I would have hated myself. If I saw that I didn't have like super shredded abs and upper body and like super skinny, I would have hated, I would have hated it. The fact that I have like cellulite and stretch marks and like I'm getting more soft looking. Um, and I was like, I've gained 30 pounds now throughout my journey and, and like, this picture is me and I am proud to post it. And, you know, I was just basically wrote to her like much love to you. I always, I always send it with love to especially females who are writing because you never know what reflecting onto you. Um, I just kind of try to give a lesson and then with just, with just love. Um, other times it's very difficult, especially when it's a male <laughs> for me, that is just being really mean um, but typically I just block it and ignore because I know that it's not a reflection of me. Do you feel like you get more negativity from women or men online? 
Oh, that's a hard question. Um, honestly, I'm sure you I get would more say... creepiness from men, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different story. Yeah, I actually think it might be men. I don't know. Wow. Very close tie, but it might be men. Hmm. And well, men are just ruthless. Like they'll just send you DMs calling you ugly. Like they're just send. They'll just send like mean stuff. Oh. Um, I think women can just be like petty and and. There's a lot of jealousy always involved in women relationships, which is unfortunate. I have this conversation a lot, um, especially with females who also um, have have social media accounts. Um, just the jealousy involved with with women itself. Um, yeah, it's it is it can be really rampant, especially in the fitness industry, and yeah. it's sad to see that because, like oh, you yeah. said, when when women empower each other and uplift each other, we go so much farther together. Oh my God. We, we are so powerful. Pitted against each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we do insane things when we all come together <laughs> and empower each other. Yeah. And that's why I am grateful for young women like you who are so committed to just being fully yourself, owning your authenticity, and also encouraging other women to do the same and to come together and, and create community and support and just rally around each other. I think that yeah. the world needs more of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so speaking of community, we haven't mm -hmm. talked about the Daily Sculpt at all, which, um, oh. yeah, I want to give a little shout out to the Daily Sculpt on here. Can you share with people um, what the Daily Sculpt is yeah. and what they can expect in it, like or, or what they get from it if they sign up to become a oh, member? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Daily Sculpt is an online membership program where we offer home workouts, gym workouts. So every day you get a home workout, gym workout. We have meal plans courtesy of Megan here actually. Yay. Um, <laughs> recipes. Uh, we do educational videos, different topics, PDFs. Um, so it's pretty much a one-stop shop for all things just fitness and overall health and uh, wellness. And we're going to be doing incredible, incredible things. Um, Megan and I are bringing in pretty much every single month an educational topic from topics ranging from mental health to gut health, nutrition, just all of those things. Um, obviously, at it's catered to for an affordable price. Um, that's our goal is to really reach as many people and bring this powerful message of healing through nutrition and just really becoming our ultimate best selves. And that's the big picture with, with the Daily Sculpt itself is hitting every single aspect. So not only you know, kill me in the gym and growing our glutes because that's, a, you know, what girls, what we want to do, but um, also just becoming fully just in love and whole with ourselves and healing ourselves as well, spiritually, mentally through food nutrition, which is so, so powerful. Um, so Megan is bringing in meditation. We're going to be bringing in yoga, um, just all of the aspects of it, which is just absolutely beautiful. Um, and then we have um, a private Facebook community within the Daily Sculpt called the Sculpt Squad, which is the love of my life. Um, the girls in there are absolutely incredible. And we do challenges in there. Megan and I go live. We do lives in there. So we answer different questions. Um, and they every single month we have a winner. Um, typically, a lot of the past couple months have been they come out to Colorado with me, which has been so fun. And yeah, just the most supportive, uplifting, motivating group. And I'm just so, so proud of, of everything, the program itself and the people in it and what it's going to become. It's going to be absolutely amazing. 
Thank you for sharing that. And I'm so proud of what you've created too. It's been such uh, an incredible experience to get to dive in and, and become a part of it because you really have created such a special community uh, where women can just grow together and become the best versions of themselves, whether yeah. it's in the, the gym or in, in life Facebook in general. group make me want to freaking cry. This I know so they support open. each other so much. Yeah, so supportive and how open and just vulnerable girls are willing to just say like, hey, I'm struggling with this right now. Like, and girls are just there to be like, hey, you got it and give yeah. their two cents on different topics. And people are really raw in there. And it's just really beautiful to see. Yeah, you can tell it's such a, a beautiful, safe space that has been created, which is so rare online for somebody yeah. to feel safe being vulnerable and exposed and to know that there are women who are just going to hold space for them and love them. And that is, that's really special. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you could say one thing to young girls out there who are listening, um, whether it's about, you know, fitness or life in general, what would it be? something maybe you wish you knew that when you were younger that you know now? Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's such a good question. Something I wish I knew, fitness and life in general. Yeah, it can be anything. Anything under the sun that you think is important for young girls to know. I wish – I mean, I wish I knew that girl, throughout my whole journey I was trying to prove – and we've had this conversation so many times, but I think so many females go through this and people in general were trying to just – prove we're good enough and prove I mean through building our bodies a certain way we want to look a certain way we want to feel you know I, I guess we just yeah we want to feel good enough in so many ways for others for that relationship in life um, for our friend groups whatever it may be and I wish I I just knew this and told myself that you know I I have that power to decide yeah. my worth no one else does. No, no, my body doesn't, my health conditions don't, whatever I'm going through, that doesn't decide my worth at all. It's, it's the power. It's my power. And I wish I told myself that you are in control of your happiness and you're in control of what affects you and what makes you feel not good enough. I let myself through all those situations, you know, in my past think so negatively and poorly about myself and I mean, we've all been there. We've looked at our bodies and absolutely hated what we've seen in the mirror. And th but then again, it's like I have the power to, re to re rewire how I think about everything. And I have, I mean, I went through so many years with such a negative thought about everything and constantly working, striving to be, you know, what others viewed as worthy when instead it wasn't refocusing it back into myself and being like, I am worthy. This is the love I want to give myself. This is the love I want to see in my life. And I'm going to supply that. I wish that's what I told myself instead of fighting for it in everything, fighting for it in the gym to look a certain way. So then I'll love myself fighting for it with men to love myself a certain way. So then I'll love who I am. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really my message is to circle it back and recognize you decide on the love that you receive and you set that yourself. Oh, that is so important. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> All right. The last question I love to ask everybody who comes on this podcast is, um, what is one wellness habit or your favorite daily wellness practice that you can't live without? Oh my gosh. It's such a good question. 
wow, you should have, you should create like a PDF of everyone's answers and it'll be the ultimate, ultimate wellness. Like, Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, I should yeah. do that. Yeah. When I hit like the 50 or a hundred episode mark or something. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's such a good question. It's hard to, because oh. whenever I ask it, people are like, just one, can I give five? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I know. I'm, I'm trying to think right now. Um, I, I honestly think, and I've, I've done this since my junior year of college. Um, <laughs> okay, people on this podcast are going to think I've been through 20 billion breakups, but it was really... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's, You've lived a lot of life in your short years. <laughs> but it was, I was in a four-year uh, pretty toxic relationship, so it was multiple breakups. But um, yeah, it was at a time in a dark space, um, just about who I was. Um, I did some things I was unproud of in that relation, wasn't proud of in that relationship. And what stuck with me, and I remember I went to TJ Maxx always. What girl doesn't go to TJ Maxx when they're, when they're sad? Yeah. Um, so I went to TJ Maxx and I found this journal that said, write down the three top moments of your day. And I was like, hmm, like my, this was the moment where I, you couldn't even come up with the top moment of my day. Like it was that kind of mental state. And I decided to get it and I started it and I've been doing it now since my junior year of college and it is just transformed my overall mindset because, and that's probably my favorite health tip because there you, every single day, even if it's the worst day, you have to come up with three things and then you sit there at the end of the day and you're like, oh, like again, like as I said in the beginning of the podcast, how when I was in such a dark place, I had to look at little things in life and other beautiful aspects of life. And you're so stuck in that terrible day or what the bad things have happened to you. And when you're forced to look outside the box at other beautiful things, even if it's simple things like I smelled an amazing fall candle today, like that's stuff I've written in my book or something simple. Like I laughed at a Netflix show, you know, like little things like that. But I was like, oh, like these is, this is what life is worth living for, these little moments of joy. And, and you read this book now two years later and you see all these beautiful little moments. And it's even though it's, it was the worst day, I have tons of beautiful little moments when I look back and I'm like, wow. So that's, that's probably my favorite. I love that. That's, I mean, gratitude literally changes the structure of your brain and it's, it's such an important practice to yeah. just look for those things to appreciate. So that's a really good one. Yeah, I love that Thank you. one. <laughs> All right. So obviously we've already talked about your Instagram account, College Clean Eating, which if mm -hmm. anybody listening right now is not following her, I recommend that is the first thing you do. Get, go get on your <laughs> phone and follow do Katrina it. at College Clean Eating because not only does she post like really incredible workouts that you can follow along in the gym, um, she posts great nutrition advice, but she's also freaking hilarious. She has <laughs> awesome dance moves and is just like one of my favorite accounts to follow. Oh. Like even if I, whether I knew you or not, your, your account is so uplifting. All your content is so uplifting. Thank so you. go follow her. Um, <laughs> is there anywhere else people can find you, website or anything like that, if they want to find out more about who you are and what you're up to? Yeah, I mean, I, right now it's just on my Instagram is my main source, but you can go to thesculptu.com if you want to know more about the Daily Sculpt, my program, more about me in general, and I will be on YouTube very soon, so stay tuned Ooh. for that. Awesome. Okay. Well, we yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. I can't wait to <laughs> hear more about that. 
Um, we're going to link all that information in the show notes below. So everybody listening, you can go ahead and um, check Katrina out, follow all the things she's up to. Um, and thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story. Thank and, you. Oh, yeah, I love always, this. This was amazing. I'm so glad. I think that everybody listening probably has gotten so much out of it and you are so relatable and, and inspiring. So thank you. And oh, everybody. Thank you. I'm so happy you had me on. Oh, of course. Yeah, it was, it was my pleasure. I was so excited. <laughs> to everybody who's listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, make sure you subscribe for updates on my website, empowered-bodies.com, if you haven't already, so you can get updated on all the latest episodes. And as always, until next time, have a happy and healthy day. Mm-hmm.